Today is our Legacy Sunday, and this is a, uh, uh, we do a series on this every year, generosity, legacy, different things like that, where we talk about the opportunities that are in front of us to give beyond ourselves, locally, regionally, and globally. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But have you ever tried to do something in the dark or when the power has gone out? Anybody? Have you, has the power ever gone out before you? You know, if you, can, if you uh, have lost or your kids have lost a piece of Lego, the easiest way to find it is to turn off the light, take off your shoes and your socks, and walk throughout your house. You will find it. It's, you, you might have looked everywhere for hours and hours, but if you take your socks and shoes off, turn the lights off and walk around, you will find it. How many can say yes to that? You found that piece of Lego when you least wanted to find it. Or if you're a, a student and you're finishing up the final part of your, your paper, just when you're about to, to save it, the power on your battery goes out. Has that ever happened to somebody? Yeah. You know, they have cords, and you can plug them in and different things like that. But one time uh, I was in Ghana, West Africa. It was a dark and a stormy night, and I was in the western part of the nation in more of a rural area going to a place called Javo Wharf, I think it was called, going to speak at a little church, uh, basically kind of in a, almost in the, in the jungle it's kind of a feeling. And we, we parked, and we had to walk some distance through some trees to where the church was. And out in the rural areas, there's often just very few lights, but we could see the one light in the church. And even more than that, we could hear them singing from a long, time, long ways away. Because African people know how to sing and worship. Is there any African people can help me? Amen? Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, yeah, I know. So, and, but as we were drawing near and I, we were getting closer, suddenly the power went out. Power went out. So, it was pitch black, but the singing went on. That's no, all right. The singing went on, and people were, and I was getting prepared to speak, and, but I had my notes, and I had no clue what I was going to say because this was early. Uh, now I can just, you can put me in front of a mic, and I'll just talk. It's okay, but this was a long time ago. But suddenly I remembered that I had done what I was supposed to do, brought my emergency flashlight with me, and so I got it out, and, and uh, here I was, and I stepped up to speak to the crowd, and set, I pulled my uh, this thing out, as they call them in Ghana, a torch, but it's not a torch, it's a flashlight. I pulled it out, everybody cheers, and the whole atmosphere of the meeting changed, and suddenly we were able to keep going on. Darkness that had seemed so encompassing a few moments ago was pushed back instantaneously by the presence of light. There was no battle between light and darkness. The light was, the darkness was there, the light turned off, darkness disappeared. As soon as light was present, the more lights, the more darkness disappears. These are dark times in our culture and in our world. Terrorism, racism, hatred, all kinds of crazy going on and crazy people going on. The world seems to be pulling apart in so many ways. Darkness. More slaves now than at any other time, including the transatlantic slave trade. Sex trafficking. Poverty, victimization, abortion, division, darkness. We seem to be more polarized than ever, more connected yet less connected than ever. Divorce and family breakup that has touched many of our lives. But Jesus is called the light of the world. He is the one that is light. But then Jesus says this about you. He says that 
And you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Let it shine. Somebody say, let it shine. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When is light, when is light seen? When it's dark. When is light needed the most? When is the darkest? How will people see the light that's in you if you're a follower of Jesus? When they see your good deeds. If we don't do good deeds, no one sees the light of Jesus that's in us. But when we do good deeds, the light set in it that is inside of us comes out of us and points to someone who's greater than us. Where is the light of Horizon Church shining? We cannot possibly show you all the ways and details of every place. However, today we want to give you a small sampling of the ways that your light is shining locally, nationally, and globally because you are ones who have chosen to let your light shine. It's our desire that you would see and hear how a legacy for Jesus is being built when you let your light shine. Let it shine. You can bring the stage light up a little bit. All right. So we're just getting started. They got you. This mic's got issues. It's looking pretty rough. All right. Historically, churches in North America have not always been good at um, serving locally, serving our city. Horizon Church, we haven't historically been great at this either, but in the last few years, we've really been making an effort to make that a change so that we can get better to serve locally. Night Shift Street Ministries is one of the ways. This was begun by a Horizon member, Marianne Connor. Many of you know her as Mac, and it's grown greatly since it first began with the focus being on people caring for people through outreach, counseling, education, transitional housing. Our main contribution as Horizon family is that a team goes out every single Friday night. They supply dinner and food for, for the people on the streets. That's 52 nights of food a year that are provided by our Horizon family. Over 5,000 meals in a year. Watch this video. that are living on the street, they provide clothing, food, an evening meal, a community, a gathering of people where we don't, may not be able to see each other all the time. Night Shift helps uh, the homeless in the community, low-income families, people who need counseling or nursing services. Pretty much anything that you need, you can find it with them or also help you find it somewhere. They help a lot of people. They help a lot of people, food, clothes. They're free. It's like home. It's like family.
I've been coming to here since I was 14 years old. It helped me with some health care problems. Give me a meal every day and that means I'm not hungry at the end of the day. Oh, I'm glad that they're around. They help you, especially when you're down in your rock. My husband and my daughter and I go all homeless. So. They also help you, like, when you're trying to find a place, they've, they've actually helped you out. Uh, Night Shift has, instead of being a self-centered person that I was, I've learned that everybody has a story and uh, I've learned compassion. I care about people now. I never used to. I can honestly say that. It's given me the knowledge that I'd have one guaranteed warm meal per day. So they really helped me with the counseling and everything like that. They were wonderful. They've always been there when I needed them to be. I always knew where to find the, the people that I needed. And I always knew where to find the services that I needed all at one place. I come here for the people. For the love. Straight up. The child poverty rate in BC is the highest in the nation. There are 24 inner city elementary schools in Surrey, representing over 6,000 kids. In partnership with City Dream Center, we have had the privilege over the past three years of serving at and supporting a local elementary school called George Vanier Elementary. It didn't start out smoothly. In fact, there was a lot of hesitation, but here's how it looks today. Hi, I'm David DeKerf. I am the school principal here at George Vanier, and this is my fifth year at this school. I had some hesitancies, I have to be honest. Uh, just, I guess, thinking about the values of public education and the values of a Christian church, and that they might be differing in some ways. So that was probably my biggest caution around that. Well, I guess I've really, really learned that we have a lot of shared values, and that was always my hope. Um, we do have a lot of shared values um, in the way that we, the church and the school, care for children and families and people. Um, we care, uh, we support, we, we do our best to, to meet the needs of, of people. So yeah, in terms of students, I think you know, over time we've built this relationship with, which is really, really wonderful. And um, kids recognize the people from Horizon, especially the orange t-shirts, that has been really, really powerful. Um, <laughs> They see the Horizon uh, volunteers coming at the beginning of the year, helping with Gym Blast, and then and throughout the year at Christ Christmas time with the gifts, which is just incredible. It's really, really overwhelming, the, the generosity of the congregation. There was a, a gift of Starbucks, um, Starbucks gift cards, 
and I think it was interesting because a lot of staff were just thrilled with that and a few of them are, were also a little bit cautious like does this come with some strings attached should I take this gift card and um, I think everyone did and everyone enjoyed that um, but I think a few of those people who were a bit hesitant in the beginning have I've seen a change and I think they've come to really really appreciate Horizon and, and understand that Horizon is is giving to us with without any big expectations. Yeah, the staff, yeah, they really, really feel the support. Um, in every time Horizon shows up, we feel that support. Helping in, in different ways and yeah, the it's been interesting sometimes the timing. Um, when we've been a little bit low or things have been particularly challenging, then all of a sudden you know, some people from Horizon will show up with some coffee and treats and the, the mood is just lifted and that feels really, really special. I think there have been a couple of times when my myself or some of the staff have been particularly worried about a family and we try different things and we're not sure what to do and sometimes we've reached out to Horizon and we've asked you to think about a family or um, help support us in some way and Horizon has come through and maybe um, connected with a family. There was one family who had some specific needs and Horizon was able to help meet those needs and I know that they really, really appreciated that and it made a difference. Last, yeah. Woo! Hello. Last year, we were one of three churches in Canada and the first in the Lower Mainland to host a Night to Shine prom night. This is an event for persons with disabilities to honor them and celebrate them and give them a night that they'll never forget. Letting them and their families know that God loves them and we love them. Sharon Premiacara is the driving force behind this incredible event and I will never forget last year. We had a red carpet set up and I remember specifically this one young man that as he came through the doors and, and got onto the red carpet, the lights were shining on him and people were cheering and, and he stopped and he was a little bit startled for a moment, like why is everybody looking at me? And then his face lit up with this huge smile and he began to literally dance down the red carpet the whole way like he was, he was posing for the paparazzi because he had a moment where he could shine, where he was being celebrated. And the tears, I mean, I could cry now literally just thinking about the joy on his face as he was celebrated. Watch this video. Every heartland farm town fence post on Every West Coast big break queen All your high-rise skyline concrete kids Every zip code in between Grab your first time from porch pounding heart And gas up your Chevrolet Cause the sun's half gone and it won't be long Till we make our getaway This is our time Our night to shine
up your new church shoes, grab your favorite pair of them, patched up knees and fade. Call two twins in your pocket, kiss your mama at the door, take a picture for the postcard, send it out across the world. This is our Right now, in 173 nations in the world, the gospel is advancing, growing faster than the population is. In other words, more people are coming to Jesus than are being born. That's not the case in Canada. But studies show, and we believe, that the best way to reach more people is by planting more Horizon uh, campuses and local churches and partnering with others. Right now, Horizon Church has Way Truth and Life Church Plant. Rita and, y and Yogesh, if you can just stand. Wave. Just stand and wave. This is one of the church plants that yeah, we're helping. Yeah, yeah. We also have Pastor Shell and Sunila Singh. Their reach is even bigger. Oh, and I forgot a bunch of stuff. Sorry, I jumped down. So Way Truth and Life Church, led by Pastors Rita and Yogesh Jeet. They're doing an incredible job reaching out to people, primarily newer Canadians. Their reach, um, he even made the print bigger I made the print bigger, but I don't know if it's helping. <laughs> right here, honey. Reach, right oh, there. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So this past year, they've had baptisms, baby dedications, home groups going, and they have even begun to 
begun to reach far by starting a small Bible college in India. Thank you, uh, Rita and Yogesh. Now it's my turn. So we also have Hindi, Hindi Christian Fellowship, which is a pastor by uh, Pastor Shell and Sunila Singh. Their reach is far is goes beyond their local church, though. Uh, if, if you spoke Hindi, you would, may be able to hear Pastor Shell on an AM station here in Surrey uh, nearly every week talking about Jesus and various things, playing music. Additionally, they are reaching out and assisting uh, people in, and pastors in Fiji as well. And as well, we work with and partner with some other people in our region, in Metro Vancouver, in uh, planting new churches and uh, revitalizing some existing churches. Here's some video and some story that is part of your story. Hey Horizon Church, my name is Jason and this is Kelsey and we're so excited to be with you this morning as part of the legacy series that you're doing this month. You know, when I think about your church family and the way that you live, I really think of a church and a group of people who are committed to living beyond themselves. You're not committed to just focusing on you and what affects you and your church family, but you have a vision of God's kingdom that's really big. And that vision and that commitment to living out that vision has impacted us and our church already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jason and I lead Citizens Church in Surrey, and Horizon has played such a huge part in, in our story, not only as, as pastors growing to church plant, but also in our church as it planted um, right in Surrey Central here in Wally. And so we're so excited um, just to say thank you in the generous ways that you've, that you've given with, to us um, in finance and in time and in prayer. Um, sharing your senior leaders as overseers for us has been such a blessing as well. And so we just are so grateful for the things that you're doing. In sh eight short weeks as a, as a church in Surrey, we are not only able to open our doors to over 150 people every week. Um, those people are getting connected, those people are being saved, those people are, are going back out into their neighborhoods um, inspired and excited to see what God's gonna do. And so we're just so honored to be a part of not only this city with you, um, but this legacy that, that we are a part of here in Surrey. Yeah, so we really believe this. The legacy you're leaving is already affecting things beyond you in so many places. And we know that we're just one of the many stories that heaven will tell about the impact Horizon Church had. And so we wanna say thank you so much for praying. Thank you for giving. Thank you for believing in us and what we're doing. And like Kelsey said, we are so honored to be serving the city of Surrey along with you. So thank you so much. Bless you as you continue on in this series. Good morning, Horizon family. We are Adam and Janice Siegenhagel, and we are the pastors here at Encounter Church in Victoria, BC. Yeah, we just wanted to share a couple stories with you. I guess over the past year, we've seen about eight people be able to get saved at church, and we're extremely excited about that. Um, we're anticipating many more to come. Uh, we're doing things like hearing God like you guys, and uh, there's a really cool story from that, actually. Uh, we had a young family start coming to the church recently, and the mom of the family was just struggling in faith a little bit, really having a hard time really believing. 
and uh, she said she needed to see something really big from God and was asking for a miracle. And she started coming to Hearing God class and through the process of learning how to hear God uh, in her everyday life, she started to have these encounters with Jesus, just these incredible moments with him. And through that whole process, she came to a place where she realized she doesn't need anything huge from God. All these little things adding up are just big enough for her to believe. And so that was really cool. But another story we wanted to share with you was just how we're hearing about our, our church, like what people are saying about our church. We hear from new people and visitors, that our church is a very warm and welcoming and open place. Uh, they're saying things like, I don't have to be a certain person. I don't have to act a certain way to belong. I don't have to, I, I don't have to put on an act. I can just come and be me. And you know what? We know that that is a DNA piece that we brought with us from Horizon Church. And so we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for uh, sending us out here. We want to say thank you for sending us and, and financially giving us and providing for us as well a little bit. And we want to say thank you most of all for your prayers. Thank you for uh, sending us those notes of encouragement, those prayers, those text messages, all of those things that we get. Thanks for showing up on a Sunday, some of you. It's been absolutely <laughs> incredible. So thank you for who you are to us uh, and to Encounter Church. Yes, thank you Horizon family for believing in us, for believing in the church. And thank you for living beyond yourselves. Thank you for living for legacy. Hey Horizon Church, my name is Sarah and this is my husband Ryan and we pastor Church Untitled located downtown Vancouver. We're checking in from New York City um, and we wanted to let you know that God has been moving in such special ways in our community and in the city. Um, we've seen a community move from a really unhealthy place into a vibrant and joyful uh, place filled with the presence of God and people coming and encountering uh, Jesus. We've really seen a 180 in the health of our community and we want to reach out and thank you um, for being everything that God has called you to be, Horizon Church, and for lending your pastors to step into their call and their purpose by giving us oversight and pastoring us through really difficult seasons, but also walking with us um, as friends and as family through exciting seasons and looking forward to the future. So we want to thank you for living for legacy, living for something beyond yourselves, for thinking about the city, thinking about the country and the world and beyond. And so uh, we don't take it lightly that you guys have given of yourselves um, to allow us to step into uh, what God has called us to. Hey there, my name is Jason Charles and I get the privilege of being the lead pastor of a new church here in Langley called City Collective Church. We meet at HD Stafford Middle School on Sunday mornings just on the south side of Langley City. In July 2017, myself along with a team of individuals moved from Calgary, Alberta to here in Langley, BC with the sole intention of planting a church. And we moved with no church relationships in place, no friends in place, no family in place, but with the sole belief that God was going to be faithful along the way and he was calling us to be a part of a life-giving church here in Langley. And we saw so many great stories come along our way as people bought into the, to the mission and to the vision of what we believe we were called to be as a, as a local church here. One of the areas where we were wondering how God was going to provide was in the area of our finances. We set a goal of raising 200000 for launch in September, and we saw about 100000 come in from different connections and relationships in Calgary, but we were not sure where the rest was going to come from. 
Then in a period of about 30 days, we saw almost 85,000 come in. And there was one store in particular that just so confirmed that this was the place and the time for us as a local church. I was going for coffee with an individual, a millennial that was interested in the church. And I thought it was just gonna be a conversation about them coming on team. And it was a great one and they were excited and they believed in what we were doing, but they had something else they wanted to share. That there was a moment in their story about three years ago where they had uh, stepped away from their faith, but there was one specific element that had remained, and it was the idea of remaining generous. And so they had continued to set aside 10% of every paycheck, month after month, putting it away, not knowing what it was for. Fast forward three years later, we're sitting across each other at the coffee shop, and they had said that they had felt God had led them to the point that that money was actually for City Collective Church. So to see God prepare the way well before the vision was even planted in my heart, made it so clear that we were right in the right time, the right place, ready to serve the right people. And along the way, we made some great relationships, specifically with your pastor, Craig, and just the ability to, to speak honestly with him and, and to call him a mentor and a friend and to be invited into the community. So with so open arms, I have, I'm forever grateful. And to feel like we're a part of something bigger than, than just a church that meets at a school on Sunday morning, but a community of people across the lower mainland that are passionate about seeing people discover life in Jesus. That's what we want to see every single time that we gather. We're so, so grateful for you at Horizon. Thank you for thinking beyond yourselves. Thank you for your generosity as a church. The donation that you provided came at the right time for the right thing in the right place, almost just right before we launched. It was exactly what we needed. And so we're so grateful to have you as our friends, and we're just so grateful that you think beyond yourselves, that you're living for legacy, and that we get to do this together. So Horizon, we love you, we appreciate you, thank you so much. Pastor Craig, keep doing what you're doing. We're so excited that we get to be a part of this journey with you. God bless. Awesome. So great. You know, giving globally has always been a hallmark of this church. Back from the very foundation, uh, this church has been generous with giving over to, for overseas. We have four primary areas that we focus our ministry on overseas. Rural pastors, widows and orphans, education, and persons with disabilities. One of our most consistent um, giving opportunities into global missions has been to, to OGM, Overseas Gospel Mission, which is actually a correspondence Bible school for, the, for third world nations. We have people right here in this room that mark lessons and write letters of encouragement to pastors and leaders literally around the world. Some of you mark those lessons and you are doing a vital work and you make, we, and, and, and if you're interested, we always need more people to mark those lessons and to write those encouraging letters. Although we have been involved in global missions since the beginning, it really began to take off in about 1978. Let's watch this video about some of the global opportunities. It was 1978 that Ambrose and Linda Anyawu returned to Nigeria after being trained at Pacific Bible College and Bible Fellowship, now Horizon Church. Starting from scratch with the partnership of Horizon and other donors, they started an orphanage for abandoned babies, a K-12 school, a hospital, and a network of pastors and churches, a transforming influence in their region. My wife and I, along with our children, want to thank God and Horizon Church 
for the support you send us from time to time. It has been a real blessing to my family. There have been several times when we have run out of cash and with no money to eat or do certain things pertaining to the family, but then the support comes as a very big relief. In the mid-1990s, Charles Niani returned to his native Ghana after being trained in our Bible college. They have pioneered an orphanage, a K through nine school, and a network of approximately 25 churches. They have also partnered with the national government to train approximately 400 Christian community health nurses each year. They are helping to transform their nation. Several years ago, a need to assist vulnerable widows and orphans in Kenya was identified through Horizon Missionaries. This led to the establishment of a project where we partnered with Nancy Oduaro and assisted widows to purchase cows and goats. By having milk and meat to eat and to sell, approximately 600 widows' lives have been changed. In the last number of years, we have partnered with one of our own when Francis and Adrian Maguanya started a ministry in Uganda to advocate for proper and dignified treatment for the disabled. Working with local churches, the Maguanyas have seen a great transformation of thinking among Christians, as well as have been able to provide a multitude of wheelchairs. Moses was born prematurely, and so he can't walk. Now he's just too heavy for his mom to carry around anymore. Moses' mom promised him that if he ever got a wheelchair, he would never be left home again. As soon as he was seated in his wheelchair, he reminded his mom of her promise. He is so full of joy, and he also was planning on going to school now. I was talking to Pastor Charles this week in, in Ghana, and in the time that the nurses' training college has gone on, over 8,000 nurses have been trained, community health nurses, and gone throughout rural Ghana and helping to lower the mort infant mortality rate in a real practical way, training people on nutrition and, and midwifery and all kinds of different things. The, in Nigeria, the school is not an insignificant school. Uh, Chigor this week told me there's 1,263 kids in their school, 30-bed hospital, incredible things. But in Kenya, the widows' ministry is where groups of vulnerable widows support one another in weekly small group meetings with prayer, worship, uh, Bible study, and general encouragement. That's great in itself. However, as we heard there, uh, we partnered with someone who helped pioneer a ministry to see these small groups of widows each take care of some goats or cows. The wood, the wit, this person was a widow herself, and she's experienced the pain, the financial and the material difficulty, the rejection of being a widow herself. It, it's difficult enough in our culture to be a widow, but in that culture, often what will happen is that the husband, if a, the husband of the, the widow, when he passes away, his family will come and, and will try to throw that widow off of the property and take it back for their family. Uh, take everything, go into the house, clean it out, take everything, and the widows often will become destitute. Some of them get beat up to force them off the, the land. But this lady that uh, helped pioneer this program has not allowed this obstacles, these obstacles to stop her. By the grace of God and your financial 
support of this program. Her leadership has literally meant hundreds of widows are being supported and their lives being absolutely different. This morning, and we have the wonderful privilege of having that lady with us. Can I ask you, is, uh, Nancy, if you'll come, uh, you're somewhere in the darkness, maybe give us a little more light, somebody. Uh, so, Nancy, uh, can I ask you to give just an incredible warm welcome to Nancy Oduaro. Somebody help her find her way here. There she is, right there. Come here, this Go grab her. Come on. Isn't this incredible? This week, I was getting ready, and I was talking with someone about it, and then I found out Nancy would be here. So uh, what a wonderful privilege. So I just asked her to take a couple moments, bring a greeting, and uh, you can put a face to the name and all that kind of stuff. So we're welcome. We're honored to have you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah, put the mic. Morning, church. Morning. How are you? Good. Well, I'm so happy to be back in this church before it was like uh, Bible Fellowship, though it has changed the name. And I'm so happy because even though the name was changed, but the people are still the same. Uh -huh. Amen? Amen. Um, I remember it was like 21 years back that I was here with my husband. And uh, God is so faithful. I didn't know that I will come back. But God is so good. I came here the other day, and I thank God so much. Um, first of all, I should bring greetings from the Solid Rock Widows Ministry. Are you receiving the, the greetings from them? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yes, when I was coming, the last meeting, I told them that I will not be with them for two months. So I had to explain where I'm going. And they said, okay, you take our greetings. And uh, I would like to bring greetings from my family, um, my daughter Faith and the husband, and the two kids that I have, Dennis and uh, Wema, they send also their greetings. I know some of you know them and some of you, they don't know them. And uh, I thank God because um, actually it was not easy. As Pastor said, being a widow is not an easy thing. I know, you know, culture, it's different. But to us over there, being a widow it's really bad because like a wife, you are married, you think you are married to one man in that family. But as soon as that man, maybe God takes him home, it's the family will want to say, okay, this was our brother. We need everything that belongs to him. And you wonder now, this was my husband. Oh, this is my husband. How can I just give it easy? But, you know, God is so faithful. 
Um, it's like, I think it's 21 years since I was a widow. And uh, at first I was crying because everything looked so bad to me. Everything was just bad. I could ask God so many things, but I didn't get any answer. God, why me? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I could ask so many questions, but I didn't get any answer. But the good thing is that uh, I know that I'm a Christian. Because the Bible says we should not cry. But it was so painful. I remember one day my brothers-in-laws came and they wanted some things from the house. And I said, well, in this house you're not taking anything. Because I had prayed God to give me strength. I said, you are not going with anything from my house. Because I had prayed and uh, I called my brothers to come at least to, to protect me. So, <laughs> I did, you know, I know God is our protector, but I said I should call them to come. <laughs> yes. So when they came and they found these brothers there, they said, okay. So when I said, you are not taking anything, they went, but there were some things, you know, like uh, in Africa, sometimes we have two homes. And we have two houses, one in town and one in the village. So anything that was in that house, plus the house, I have never seen them. And I don't go there because they really, you know, they said, if we get you, you'll be done. So I had to say, okay, you do what you want, but in my home here, you will never come here. But I thank God because God gave me the wisdom to talk to them because I was nervous, really nervous. Because, you know, three men come and say this and that. I was, but I said, God, give me strength. I know God that we serve is a mighty God. So that is what happened to me and so many other things. And uh, God has been so faithful. In that year, 1999, I was invited to go to a widow's meeting. So I was in that meeting and when I reached there, I looked around I was so shocked. That's why I said when a man passed, there are so many things that women go through. Others that are forced to be inherited, whether you like or not. If you refuse, you are beaten. And they will do many bad things to you. So these women, they, were, they had gone many bad things. But when I saw them, I said, God, I looked around, I said, no, I don't think I'm like these women because they looked bad. But I thank God because when 
we started or when I started sharing the word of God to them, you know, I could see changing one by one, one by one. You could see their faces now happy. You could see them walking with their heads up because of God, the salvation of God. Right now, I'm having 380 widows, though that, you know, some of them, they die, like we buried so many. But I thank God. And every area, because they come from different places. I thank God, my Canadian parents, they, they have been there, and they have, you know, gone to those small places. And uh, Pastor Palmer also has been there and they had been gone to those places. And, you know, when you go there, you feel like, hey, these people, they're missing something. But I thank God for this church. You have been standing with us, praying with us financially. You have been supporting. And uh, when you do something, you are doing that to the Lord. And don't say, oh, we are, you know, um, a lot of money we are, we are taking here and there. You are really touching somebody's life. You are turning a widow's life with their orphans turned around to know God more and more. I remember we have some gods. Actually, this church supported us with money. And we bought some gods and we are giving to the groups so that they can get milk from them. Um, it's very unfortunate. We have many widows that we have. Most of them, they're HIV. And when they get this milk, they take the milk. You see something nice coming out of them. So it's not... Uh, Um, that's why I'm saying that when you give, you are giving to the Lord. Some of them, we have given them cows. When they get, they get milk, they use some of the milk, and some of the milk they sell so that they can buy books to their grandson or daughter because many of them that are taking care of uh, their grandkids because their parents passed away with AIDS, HIV. So you find it's not easy for them. I thank God for standing with us. I thank God for you. God bless you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shana's going to help you out. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Incredible. Every little bit matters. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you for sharing so eloquently, representing so many people around the world. Verse 16 of Matthew 5, which we read at the beginning, says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Somebody say, let your light shine. Say it like you mean it. Let your light shine before men. What do we mean that we glorify our Father in heaven? That 
Because that's kind of the result, that they would glorify, see your good deeds, glorify your Father in heaven. There's more to this life than this life. There's more to this life than this life. As a church, we are engaged in the most important thing in the world, things that have eternal value, eternal significance. Our legacy is that we want to see thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus as the forgiver and leader of their life in our city, in our nation, and around the world. We want our legacy to be reaching people and touching lives and families that will have an impact not just on their everyday, but on their eternity. Our legacy is inspiring transformed lives in, in Metro Vancouver, in Canada, and around the world. And then there's the other part of heaven that I want you to think about. It's why I'm calling you to be generous and to live for a legacy that matters. Because glorify our Father in heaven, that may happen on this earth where they're saying, wow, there's a God because I've seen it through the good deeds of the people of Jesus. But there's more to it than that. One day, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you will stand before Jesus. Matthew 6 says, your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. Matthew 25, there's a picture of what that might look like. One day we all stand before Jesus. One day, if you're a follower of Jesus like I am, I hope to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. You took what I gave you. You enjoyed it. You took what I gave you, and you extended it beyond you. You gave, you sacrificed, you sowed, so that as many people as possible could come into the kingdom of heaven. So you, we're not only concerned about their everyday, but their eternity. And I can imagine that you will hear Jesus saying, and even he would say it today, thank you for doing your part. Thank you for doing your giving. Thank you for doing your acts of service. Thank you for loving. Thank you for being generous, for living, for legacy, for what you've received, and to pass it on. But this is not a, a, a me thing. This is a we thing. As we sacrifice, as we sow, as we give, we let our light shine. We need everyone to do our part. Not equal gifts, but equal sacrifice. The world needs us. Church, we're not retreating. We're moving forward. We will not be pushed back by darkness. We will not be shaken. We will not stop moving forward. There are still campuses and churches to be planted. There are still families to be restored. There are still refugees to be loved. There are still schools to be adopted. There are still widows to be sponsored. There are still orphans to be fed. There are still people that need to know the love of Jesus in a powerful way by seeing your good deeds. We are the church. We are God's vehicle in the world. We are the light of the world. Let our light shine. We're going to try something. In a moment, we're going to take... If you, if you have a smartphone, take it out for a moment. We're going to do an illustration. Close this part out. Find where you turn your phone on, where you turn your flashlight on. Get ready in a moment. Not yet. We're going to turn the lights off again. Let's see if the piano player can play without lights. Okay, so I'm going to turn mine on. Don't turn it on. We're going to start on my left side. We don't do it for reward. We do it for love. Let your light shine on the left side. My left, your right. Come on. 
You do your bit. Look what starts to happen. Love. A love for Jesus who gave so much. Let your light shine down the middle. We do it for love for widows and orphans and people with disabilities. Let your light shine down on the right side. Wow. Darkness doesn't stand a chance. We do it for love for your family and your friends and Metro Vancouver. Let your light shine on the extreme right. We over. Let your light shine. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what it's about. That's what legacy is about. Legacy is not about your light. It's about letting your light and pointing people to the one who gave you light, to the one who gave you life, to the one who transforms lives, to the one who transforms cities, to the one who transforms widows, to the one who transforms orphans, to the one who looks for the person with disabilities and say, you matter, to the one who looks to their friends and their family and say, I'm going to tell you about a Jesus who loves you, who sees you, who knows you who is for you no matter the situation in your life let your light shine come on church let's stand to our feet let your light shine let your light shine just wave it around for a moment look around the room what one little light put it together let your light shine let your light shine lord in our city in our nation around the world let your light shine through horizon church through our giving through our serving through our Every part, Lord, let your light shine. All right. We're going to bring up the house lights a moment. That was cool. I didn't know how that was going to work. So you do that sometime. That's not awesome. Your little light by itself is cool. But when we start to have everybody doing their bit and doing their part, it's not about equal gift, but it is about equal sacrifice because all of us have something that we can do, whether it's with our time, whether it's with our talent, whether it's with our treasure. We might not be able to change the world all by ourselves, but let's do our bit. Let's do our bit. Let's let the light shine. Now this to me is the most fun part of the service. It's where we get to give. Where we get to give. I'm going to try it one more time. That's what let, where we get to give. There we go. I tried to paint a picture this morning we did of what you've already done, but there's still more to do. There's still, like our hope is to plant a, ch a church in BC in every city over 100,000 people. And in every city where there's more than 100,000, plant one for every 100,000. So Surrey, we need five. Well, not us just planting them, we're partnering with. So Citizens Church is part of our part of our legacy. Part of it. Okay? So that's 21 in BC, plus every capital city in in Canada, including Ottawa. So that's 10, three territories, 13, 14. So we're at 35. We got a little bit of work to do. Planting churches, because local churches in Canada can have a global impact. We can have a global impact. There's still, there's only 10, there's only, in, just in Surrey, never mind whole Metro Vancouver, there's still 14 schools that need to be adopted. We can do our part. Maybe we can't do it all, but wouldn't it be great to take on another school? 
We do hampers for people all through our city, the refugee, the, the, the new Canadian, the working poor, the, the destitute. We're going to do 50 this year. I'd like to do more than that. So here I'm going to tell you. I, I'm going to start preaching, but I'm sorry. So here's how it works. If you're what you're giving today, put in this envelope, and, and however you're going to designate that, um, what helps us is if you don't designate it too specifically to like George in this city in Nigeria. If you just want to give to global, give to global because those needs come and go. For your interest's sake, you can sponsor a rural pastor for $50 a month for $600 a year. And you can help a family. Incredible. I think that's great. Our, so re, locally, we, we want to raise about $40,000. $40,000 for just what we do locally. We, some of the things you saw at Night Shift, Adopt a School, Alpha in schools. We have so many students that are getting trained up right now to take Jesus into their school. You can keep prayer out, but you can't keep Jesus out. Regionally, we want to raise $50,000. Keep track how much we're doing. Because we, I believe that the next plant that we'll probably be a part of will be us. Where I've been helping, we've been sowing, we've been sowing. Some of you are going to be part of that. We're praying about where it is going to be next. And then globally, we, uh, for the last couple of years, we've been actually running in a deficit. We raise around 50. We need to raise 70,000 a year to help widows, orphans, pastors, students, and people with disabilities. Just some easy ones. If you want to write a check for $6,000, you can buy a motorcycle with a driver. You don't buy the driver. He, you hire the driver. Buy a motorcycle, hire a vet and a driver, and that vet will go around to do care and train widows so that there's a higher survivability rate for the cows and the goats. So if you wanted to write that check, you could do that right now. Our schools in Ghana and Nigeria need new buses. That's how they get kids to come in from all. Some of them need sponsorship, kids who, who aren't going to school because they can't pay any of the fees. They try to, to bring them in. They do their best, but we could do that. Ushers are going to ask you to get ready. And if you're wanting to know how you spell thousand, T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D, thousand. If you want to know how to spell million, it's M-I-L-L-I-O-N, million. Because literally, for what God's called us to do, we will need millions of dollars. So wherever you're at on that, if you want to spell hundred, H-U-N-D-R-E-D. If you only have five dollars to give, and that's what you've talked about giving, give it. It's equal sacrifice, not equal amounts. We all do our bit, just like the lights shine, and suddenly we change and push back darkness in Metro Vancouver, in Canada, and around the world. I'm going to pray, and then the ushers are going to come. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give. Thank you for the opportunity to have a legacy where we will get to stand before heaven and hear the Father say, well done, good and faithful servant, where people will come up and say, because you gave, I was an orphan, but I came to know the real Father. Because you gave to that school, my life has been changed. Because you gave food in night shift, my life was changed. When you did that night to shine, man, I saw Jesus in a way I'd never seen him before. So Father, whatever you have put on our heart to give, we take the opportunity to give generously, to give joyfully, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.